Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Podcast. It is a Thursday edition. We are going to kick off the football week here. I am one of your esteemed hosts, Tyler Rowland from the Locked On Titans Podcast. We have Alex Clancy from the Locked On Cardinals Podcast. The dynamic duo is back and better than ever. We have an excellent Thursday night football matchup to break down and preview for you guys between the Philadelphia Eagles and the defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. After we break down that game, we are going to talk about the big news of the day on Wednesday, Monday Night Football Playoff Edition. There will be some wild card Monday Night Football games. We'll talk about the ramifications of that. And then finally, going to have a little fun here, and me and Alex are going to decide which teams we think have the brightest future for the next five years and the darkest future for the next Five years. So excited to dive into another Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, football fans. Yes, we are here again for a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Let's dive right into this Thursday night football preview. Before we do, though, just want to thank you guys for making the Locked On NFL Podcast your first listen every day. But this game, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. Right now, the Eagles are a 2-3 and three football team taking on the Bucs, who are 4-1. and one. And right now, the Buccaneers are a 7.5-point favorite. So, Vegas giving an entire touchdown and more to Tampa Bay. Alex, what are your initial thoughts about this game? I don't know if Philadelphia is good, terrible, or average. You know, we've seen a lot of everything from them. Jalen Hurts has shown uh, the stat that's blown me away. The only player in fantasy football through five weeks that has been top 12 at their position through every week, or it may just be quarterbacks. The dude has been consistent putting up points. Um, the defense is a lot better than people can give him credit for. Darius Slay is really coming into his own as a CB1 across the landscape of the NFL, where CB1s are kind of more few and far between than we've noticed over the last decade or 15 years or so. What's, what is going to interest me is, will Tampa Bay put up 40 points against everybody? On the road, Thursday night, you know, they're pretty much a 10 and a half point favorite because usually the home team gets two and a half or three points, gives two and a half or three points just for being at home. This is going to be a, a, like, if the, if the Bucks lose this game, are you going to be that surprised? Like, are you going to be that surprised? Phillies won tough games. If they're, mm-hmm. if they go down two scores, they ain't coming back against Tom Brady in this offense because all they're going to do is beat the clock. But I'm more excited than I thought I would be for this game when I saw it on the schedule before the season started. Yeah, I think what's interesting here is that Tampa Bay has an excellent run defense and nobody can run the ball on them. But the Eagles haven't been able to run the ball anyways. So that that's not really something that they've hung their hat on throughout the first five weeks of the season. I think for, for me, really, it's all going to come down to the interior defensive linemen of the Philadelphia Eagles, Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave. Javon Hargrave has been just absolutely really dominant good. at the beginning of the season. And we know that what bothers Tom Brady the most is interior pocket pressure. So if the Eagles win this game, if they find a way to win this game, 
I would be a bit surprised, like you said, though, it's the Eagles, so you're never completely floored when something like this happens. They could be a Jekyll and Hyde team. But uh, for me, if the Eagles do find a way to stay close in this game and even win it, it's because Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave on the interior completely dismantled what the Bucks' plan was against Ali Marpet and Orion Jensen, a really good interior front for Tampa Bay. So that's kind of what I'm looking for. But injuries are going to play a big role in this game as well. I mean, Gronkowski has been ruled out again. Levante David has been ruled out. Uh, Antoine Winfield has been yeah. ruled out of this game. So when you take, you know, the issues that Tampa Bay was already having at cornerback with Sean Murphy Bunting and Carlton Davis, you add in losing Levante David and Antoine Winfield. If the interior defensive line of the Eagles plays well, and the Eagles find a way to attack that busted secondary of Tampa Bay, could have ourselves a pretty fun game. Yeah, I mean, uh, but it's going to come down to the offense of the of the Bucks. You know, you're right. I mean, it's can they mm-hmm. can they block the interior of the defensive line as you mentioned, Fletcher Cox, etc. I mean, I just don't trust Jalen Hurts to come back from 14 right. points against Tom Brady. So if they smack him in the mouth early, it's never going to be this year about Tampa Bay's defense. It's going to be, can Tampa Bay's offense put up enough points to stay in the game? You're not going to trust like the defense like they did for the second half of last year. You can't count the Super Bowl because that wasn't fair. I mean, uh, because the whole offensive line was hurt for for uh, uh, Kansas City. Right. They gave up a lot of points to Aaron Rodgers. You know, like this, the defense has been good, and they brought back all 11 starters, but you mentioned there's a lot of injuries. This is Tom Brady putting up enough points early on to make Jalen Hurts be a throw over the football, which he isn't great at yet. That's going to be the story of this game. If he can't, then everything gets muddy. It's on the road for Tom Brady. It's a short week. He's a thousand years old. And Jalen Hurts has shown flashes of being a QB one in this league, but it's more highlights than a full one to 60 minute showing so far per game. Yeah. And he's still and young. I, I mean, think- it's still early. Right, right. He definitely has a chance to grow, but that's why I think the most important thing in this game ultimately is that the Eagles come out and have a good start. If they can get an early score, if they can get an early turnover, get 10 points in the first quarter and not go down like you're talking about, because I agree, if they go down by two scores to this Tampa Bay team, they're just not going to be able to get back in it. You know, Jalen Hurts is good, but, you know, he's no Lamar Jackson right now. So uh, I think that's going to be the key for the Eagles, get that early lead, come out with a hot start. And if you're Tampa Bay, uh, I think you just got to play your game because they're an excellent team. But that's going to do it for our Thursday night football preview between the Eagles and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, an exciting football game. And primetime has really, really delivered this year. So we can pencil ourselves in for an entertaining football game either way. But the next topic that we are going to dive into is about the news that we will see some playoff games on Monday night. And that news in itself is pretty exciting, but there's a secondary piece of news that has to do with that that I think is the most exciting component to that breaking story. But before we get into that, I do want to tell you guys about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Their catalog's really easy to use. It's really easy to navigate few easy clicks. You can see all the different brands, specifications, and prices that you would need. And you can have whatever you get delivered directly to your door. One thing I didn't know is when you go to a chain auto parts store, they can actually give you different prices, whether you're a professional mechanic or a do-it-yourselfer. So you run the risk when you go of standing in line, of them not having the part that you need in inventory. They have to order it from a warehouse anyway, so just cut out the middleman and go to rockauto.com. 
and you could be charged twice as much as the guy next to you just because you don't work on cars for a living. It's absolutely ridiculous. I don't know anything about cars. Neither does Alex. But the one thing I do know is if I needed something for my car, I would go to rockauto.com. So check them out. You can see all the parts available for your car or truck. And when you place your order, make sure you write locked on in the how did you hear about it with Spox so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right. Alex Clancy, Locked on Cardinals. Tyler Rowland at TikTok Titans, Locked on Tennessee Titans. Um, thanks, everybody, for doing this. I think this is our – dude, we've gone six weeks now. It's mm-hmm. flown by, you know. It's just it, – it's really it's really fun to do this on a Thursday with you. Uh, make sure to make Locked on NFL your first listen. It's free everywhere. Everywhere. There's no paywall. So it's fantastic. You don't have to do anything. Yeah, we're going to do some live reads. You're going to listen to some com- commercials. But, man, it's worth it. We don't have to pay anything with your damn credit card. So you're welcome. Uh, there's some really fun news coming out that, that Tyler mentioned. I'm going to let him follow through with it. I'm going to tell you the headline. As he mentioned, there's going to be Monday Night Wild Card games. Um, mm-hmm. This is – I'm a huge proponent. And, like, in my fantasy world, I would have the NFL uh, season – last 20 weeks 17 games 20 weeks two bye weeks and just cut off two games a week it's too many you know it's great it's fantastic but how often do you really and this is for fantasy football fans it's for the players obviously first to be able to get two bye weeks i've been a huge proponent of this for years what's the rush do you want to rule the world for another three weeks? The NBA will understand. Give them 10 million dollars the NBA will under the, the major league baseball understand you figure it out and the reason why I bring that up is this is just dissolving what should be one game for one, one day for one game, one day for the other. You talk about them like they're Super Bowls. You should max out as much as you can, as much buildup for one day as you can for these playoff games. I think this is genius. And I think the wrinkle that you're going to talk about is something that I'm super excited about. So why don't you go? Well, first of all, what do you think about it? I mean, this is a win, right? More football on more days. Yeah, I mean, generally speaking, for football fans, I I, I think that my big takeaways, there's two. Uh, I have a positive one, and then I have a negative one. But before I get into those, just overall, yeah, I, this is obviously going to help the NFL. This is good for football fans. I mean, last year it was for unfortunate circumstances, but we got some games on Tuesday. I think we got a game on Wednesday as well, so I like that. Now, as you mentioned, I do like... I do like the aspect of having it build up to one day. I, I hate the fact that the usually the afternoon slate on Sundays is so watered down. There's usually only three games once the buys start kicking in. So there is a, a, a world, a fantasy world, in which there's no Monday night football, and we have an extra game on Sunday, which I think would make it more of, of the NFL day. But overall, I want more football. This is going to make my Monday night more fun, especially as we get into the winter months. So I'm not going to complain about, about more football and, and spreading things out a little bit, especially one thing to consider here is there are more wild card games now because they expand the playoff field. So right. now you're going to have three games uh, on either side of the bracket in that round instead of just two. So I think that that allows for this to happen without watering down the product or kind of ruining it. But I want to get into my two big takeaways. And number one for me, and I'll let you uh, give your thoughts on this one before I give my negative, but 
We're getting a Manning cast. Yeah. We are going to have Peyton Manning and Eli Manning breaking down this game. They're going to have their their special production. I think that that's absolutely awesome. Very excited to, to get those guys calling a playoff game. So that's my number one positive takeaway is we get, uh, you know, more – we get to see Peyton Manning and Eli Manning break down a playoff game, not just a regular season Monday night. Yeah, football. I mean, regardless of what you think about the Manning brothers, shame on you for thinking this is a bad idea. They're the two of the best football minds we've ever seen. I know mm-hmm. that Eli's got a questionable face that he makes when he's confused on the field, okay? He's not right. playing anymore. He's one of the more affable, likable dudes. Yeah. Just because you don't like, just because you're a Giants fan and he only won you two Super Bowls, shut up. Just because Peyton Manning, you know, uh, left teams from Indy and didn't win a whole bunch until later on in his career, he won his one Super Bowl against Chicago and then went to Denver. They are two of the most incredible encyclopedia-like minds we've ever seen in the NFL. If you like football, that's that's the nut for this, is you get mm-hmm. to watch them, who are two total dorks, total nerds, hysterical in their own right. They've known each other their whole lives. Well, I guess yeah. Eli's known Peyton. Like, and they're going <laughs> right. to have... They're going to have high-profile guests on in perpetuity on that show because it's like a podcast in, 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 in the shape of a live broadcast of a game. You're going to see Eli Manning's checks at the line. This is the football fan version of the Disneyland Tony Romo. This is the real-life right. stuff that you're going to get. Not Tony Romo calling out plays, which he calls once every 20. And he's funny, but these guys, this is the nut. This is the best part, right? I mean, there's yeah. no downside to that. Yeah, no, that it's excellent. And to think that the alternative was to just not have them do any playoff games. You know what I mean? So I, I like that. Now, I do want to mention my negative here, just, just quickly. One thing that's concerning for me is scheduling. So if you have a team playing a playoff game, there's a reason that the playoff games are always Saturday and Sunday, and they haven't done Monday night football playoff games before, or Thursday night football playoff games. Because now the team that wins on Monday night and then has to turn around and play on Sunday or Saturday, will be playing a team, at least in one of the matchups, will be playing a team that got to play on Sunday or Saturday. So no matter which way you want to slice it, there will be a playoff matchup where one team has an extra day of preparation and rest on the other team. And there is no way that you can rationalize that that is not a real advantage in the playoffs. An extra day of rest for your body, an extra day of preparation for the coaches, that matters. So that's why I think that they never did Monday Night Football for the playoffs, and that's why I think that while it's going to be fun, and I hate to be the wet blanket guy, but if I'm a team that plays on Monday night and I win and i got to play a team that got an extra day of rest and preparation, I'm going to be pissed about that. So I'm surprised that this got through the competition committee and everyone at the NFL because I figured – that the coaches and the GMs would be screaming about the possible disadvantage this would give for their team. Do you play in the NFL or do you schedule NFL games? Personally, no, I do not. They enjoy it. <laughs> and enjoy it. This has no direct impact on our lives, except we get another day of football. I rare, Listen, very rarely the Titans talk- winning and losing matters to people that, the, the, you know, you're, you're screwing these teams that have to play on Monday night. If, you're screwing them. If, if they don't win the division, if they don't finish in the top three, this is not something that you've got 17 games to not be playing on Monday night. Okay. Okay. Alex Clancy, okay. Alex Clancy, Tyler Rowland. He at it's a good point though, but I like to think of it more magnanimously and think of it like, hey, I don't care what the scheduling committee has to do. They're probably pseudo 
you know, uh, wanting to quit anyways when they make the schedule every year. It sounds absolutely terrible. Alex Clancy uh, locked yeah. on Cardinals. Tyler Rowland <laughs> locked on Titans. Coming up next, which team is in the best spot for the next five years? Which team is in the worst spot for the next five years? Tyler and I will hit both of those. We'll give our thoughts coming up next. But first, betonline.ag. Tyler, you mentioned that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the 98-year-old quarterback, Tom Brady, are seven-and-a-half-point favorites on the road in Philly Thursday night. Do you agree with that line? You're going to take the points? You're going to give them? Well, Bet Online will allow you to do both on their apparatus. They're back and better than ever. All eyes on the gridiron as teams are back on for another football season. Damn, I cannot believe we're going to be in week six. We don't appreciate Crazy. the first five weeks ever. It's always like, oh, no, it's gone. As always, mm-hmm. Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. They've got a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, contests. Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Go to the website or use your mobile device today to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your promo code locked on. Remember, use promo code locked on. It's for your first deposit only. Sign up, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code locked on. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, well, let's cap this thing off. We've had a, a a great show so far, previewed Thursday night football, and I do just want to answer uh, your question there as you did the uh, the read. It, I wouldn't take the game with the line anyway. What I would do is I would tease the Eagles up to 14 and a half, and then I would take the under. So tease that together, folks. You can thank me later. But moving forward, we are going to talk about If you could pick any team, who do you think has the brightest five years ahead? Who do you think has the darkest five years ahead? I think there's going to be a really fun conversation. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to put what teams you would pick as the brightest and the darkest futures down below. If you're on Twitter, feel free to tag me or Alex. Let us know who you would pick. But Alex, I'll let you go first. Who's your brightest future team for the next five years? Clinched it on Sunday. It's the Chargers, baby. I mean, you could say Josh Allen. You could say Patrick Mahomes still relax on them. They're going to be fine. But the problem that we're seeing is, and it's going to be, it's going to happen in perpetuity until the salary cap goes up, you know, historically even more or teams get smart is right when you pay a quarterback, your team starts to suck. Right when you pay a quarterback, your team starts to suck over and over and over and over and over again. Maybe not the first year, maybe not the second year, but you got to pay. 21 other people that are starting for you, for you, let alone the bench. It's the Chargers. And it's because Justin Herbert is going to be the best quarterback. He's, I think he's going to supplant Patrick Mahomes as the next great quarterback. And the reason why is he started day one and he's ahead of the curve. He didn't do the Josh Allen two-year, like, I'm figuring it out. I'm fumbling every third rush. The dude just gets it. He's got an absolute cannon, which which isn't, you know, uh, which isn't original. But the fact that he can move at his body type with the weapons that he has around them, regardless of the defense who's supposed to be 10 times better than they are, is showing you now have a young quarterback with a young head coach and a city behind them that's it's going to pseudo become a Charger city, at least split. At least they're going to split rent at SoFi band, uh, you know, um, fan wise. It's going to take a little while. But for me, for the next five years, it's the Chargers. What about you, Tyler Rowland of Tic Tac, of you know- uh, Locked on Titans? 
Alex, that was actually my answer as well. And and you just laid it all out. I, I don't know if I would go as far to say, you know, that they're going to split fans in L.A. or that he, Herbert's going to be better than Mahomes. I, I can appreciate that. I don't know if I'll go that far. But here's what I would say. Five names for five years. This is why I feel good. Brandon Staley, Justin Herbert, Rashawn Slater, Joey Bosa, Derwin James. I mean, if you could pick a coach and then four top players, I I mean, I don't know what else you could want. You have the playmaker in the secondary, and safeties are more important than ever now with the proliferation of dime and nickel packages to deal with the passing game and the RPO game. You have Bosa, a dominant edge rusher, which I think is the second most important position in football Outside of quarterback, you have the stud left tackle. I have, I'm going to pat my own back. I was a Rashawn Slater OT1 guy the whole process. Penny Sewell's good, but give me Slater. It's proven to be the case at least early on. Penny Sewell's a young prospect who needed a little more development. I understand that. But, yeah, I agree with the Chargers. Just for the, the sake of being a little different here, though, um, I do think that the Buffalo Bills – deserve to be in the conversation. And the number one thing for me with the Bills, obviously they have Josh Allen, but I believe so much in Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean. I I just, I am enthralled with Sean McDermott as a coach. Everybody gets so hyped about these offensive play calling head coaches like McVay and LaFleur. But to me, the two guys that we're talking about, Brandon Staley and Sean McDermott, that is what I, I'm. I love defense. I'm a defensive guy in nature. Uh, I love those two coaches, and I love the quarterbacks. I love what they've done with the roster. So that's for me. But as for and, the- and you know, and and real quick, I, I just want to button on that. Put a button on that. Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo has that most other teams don't have. Everybody's got great players. Every team's got great players in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Not all teams have identities. Well, except Buffalo Houston. has it. Well, I guess that's true. Even though, yeah. <laughs> Um, that's a good point. Um, Buffalo has an identity. They're a small market team. They've drafted their quarterback, mm-hmm. who is the personification of their town, yes. which is really what yes. it is. They've got Sean McDermott. They've got the history of great fan base who doesn't turn on them. They're the ones that do go fund me for other quarterbacks, you know, after mm-hmm. they get hurt and stuff. Andy Dalton, I think they did it for Lamar Jackson too. Don't quote yep. me on that. But they have an identity there, and that identity isn't going anywhere. You can wear the jersey. There are different people in the jerseys. That identity is going to stay in forever. So that's yep. one thing they have a leg up on because there ain't a whole lot else in Buffalo. You know, <laughs> so you have that. But yeah, so anyways, as you were. So Tyler, your least opportune team for the next five years is which? Well, Alex, we uh, we both were pretty excited to say our, our darkest five-year team uh, going yeah. forward. So So let's do this. The wonders of the internet. Let's both say our team at the same time okay. on the count of three. We three. have not prepared this, by the way. No, we, we, we don't not. know, folks. We don't know yeah. what the other is going to say. Yeah. Three, two, one. Seattle Dolphins. Seahawks. Oh. oh, God, yours is crazier than mine. All right, yeah. you go, you go. I got to hear this. Russell Wilson's gone. And when Russell Wilson's gone, they're a two-win or three-win team immediately. So I see a fire sale within, if not this year, the offseason. He obviously doesn't want to be there. Like, if people say that this is a tired take, just because it's been around for a while doesn't mean it's tired and doesn't mean it's not true. I'm sorry, Seattle Seahawks fan. Like, he doesn't want to be there, okay? And number one. Number two, they're not winning anymore. Like, the regular season fun and games, 
isn't fun anymore. They got kind of embarrassed by the Rams, even though the Rams were a better team last year than they are this year. Jamal Adams is overpaid. Carlos Dunlap yes. is a rental. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett will probably still stay there because they're both, I mean, they're exemplary wide receivers. But mm-hmm. Russell Wilson, when he's gone, which will be the first chip to fall, that's yeah. it. Yeah. So I'm. it's more of a front, it's more of a back load. You don't want to be them because they don't have any first round picks either, baby. They got nothing. So when you trade Russell Wilson, you have to do like a draft day thing where you have to trade away your first round picks and then get them back for Baker Mayfield and picks or whoever Denver wants to give you in picks. They need to trade Russell Wilson. They know it. And they're going to have some really rough years moving forward. May not be this year or next year, but the, the back backloaded three, that's why I chose them. Russell Wilson should go to the Steelers. There are so many teams that are just ready. Yeah. All they need is a quarterback. It seems so easy. There yep. are quarterbacks on the move now more than ever. Yep. Yep. The Steelers have a fantastic defense already. They have really good receiving options, good running back in Najee Harris. And Russell Wilson has proven that he can win over and over, even when you have a crap offensive line, which would give them time to get more talent on the offensive line. I'm sorry. I know a lot of people hate the Steelers, but that's a match made in heaven. For me, I picked the Miami Dolphins. And what I want to say is I know that a lot of people are thinking the Texans and the Jags, but the Texans have the ability to get some really high picks here in the next couple of drafts because they're going to suck, which I think gives them the opportunity to flip that roster pretty quickly. The Jaguars, I know that everything looks pretty bad right now, but they have Trevor Lawrence. Urban Meyer will probably be fired after this year, and I got a feeling they'll hire a better coach after that. So there's some optimism lingering there for me. For me, it's the Dolphins, and it's because Tua's not the guy. And I, I, I know that it's really easy to make the Hawaiian comparison, but he just looks like Marcus Mariota to me. And coming a from smaller a smaller version of Marcus Mariota was big at least. Yeah, Mariota's six foot four. You know, yeah. he he could run like the wind. Tua is less athletic. He doesn't have as strong of an arm pre-elbow injury for Marcus in 2018. He's not as big for seeing over the line of scrimmage. Uh, and not only is Tua not the guy, and that's my opinion, and I'm sticking with it, but they gotta watch the team that we just agreed on as the brightest future team. They got to watch Justin Herbert ascend to be one of the top five best quarterbacks in the NFL. So not only are the Dolphins going to be bad because I think the Dolphins were only good last year because of the turnovers that they created on on defense, and turnovers are high variance. You're not going to turn over people at a high level year after year after year. That is not bankable and reliable. Uh, So for me, the Dolphins already had Xavier Howard have some some locker room issues. That first round... I think it was 2019, they picked Tua, they picked Austin Jackson out of USC, and they picked Noah Inagabin, Inagabin, whatever. You guys can't say it either, don't lie. He's a bum, Inagabin. I mean, I hate to be so rude, but it's the truth. The guy can't play, and they picked him in the first round. They picked Austin Jackson to be their longtime left tackle. They're already trying to move him to guard, move him around the line to find a place for him to be useful. They blew three first-round picks, and anytime you do that, you set your team back by years and years. So although I think Brian Flores is an okay coach, I don't think he's the stud coach that people thought last year because of the defensive performance. I think Miami is in a world of hurt, and not just because they aren't going to be good, but because they're watching the one that got away in L.A. with the Chargers being an absolute freak. I feel terrible for Dolphins fans. They are my pick. Yeah, and let, agreed. I mean, that's it, it's a good point. You could probably say you could legitimately say fifteen teams in the NFL are going to have a next bad five years because there's really we're we're starting to lose the middle class of the NFL. It's right. bad tank, really good, 
Um, and it all comes down to quarterback. With Chicago passing on Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes, okay, it was understandable at the time. It was not because of who they chose or who they traded up to get, but because Patrick Mahomes, nobody had any idea. Shut your mouth if you think you had any idea. He was probably going to yeah. be, but the fact that that Kansas City traded up for them, like, what the hell are you doing? And then Deshaun Watson was a four-year guy, okay? People didn't draft four-year guys then because they're too old. 24, 25 coming in the league, mm -hmm. too old. He won a national championship for crying out loud, but it was passable kind of at the time. You took a guy over another guy where you had the option between one or the other with Miami. It was yeah. Tua or it's Justin Herbert, don't guess wrong. And sweet mother, they guessed horribly wrong. Big and that wrong. is going to burn. Like at least Chicago, they've forgotten about Patrick Mahomes. They got Justin Fields now. They got a reprieve because they traded up and got him this past year. This is going to soil in wounds in Miami for a very long time until they get their guy. Because if they would have had Justin Herbert in Miami, this defense would be top five because they wouldn't be on the field as long. And look at the roster. Look at those receivers. Mm -hmm. Look at those receivers that are just ready for somebody to throw them the ball. No, nothing against Jacoby Brissett, but he's a backup. I mean, yeah, a good backup. One or but the he's still other. Holy crap! They just took the wrong one. Yeah, yeah, they Woo! just they just guessed wrong, and it's a big miss. But yeah, that's gonna do it for this Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I mean, in my personal opinion, me and Alex are just knocking this thing out of the park. Hope Woo! you guys. Feel the same. Feel free to throw some five-star reviews in on Apple iTunes. We appreciate all that. Like Alex said, you can find the podcast on any platform and always free. And since it is free, you guys, give us a little bit of love in the reviews. Say, you know, Tyler has better hair than Bo Brock. Alex Clancy has better takes than Bo Brock. We'll take all of that. All of that, throw it on. Either way, that's going to do it for us today. Enjoy the weekend of football, folks. Make sure you check out the Locked On NFL podcast with your boy Q and Chris Carter on oh, yeah. Friday. That is going to do it for us. We will see you guys next week.